Hello, and welcome to Kingwood United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you're listening from, and whatever service you're listening to, we strongly believe because of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, there is always more to life. Well, good morning. I am Pastor Jeremy Bass. I am not a youth for those who may be confused. Uh, It was said during the week I did look like the youngest person there, which was a little bit mean, but that's okay. Uh, Before us, we have three of our youth that were just at UM Army in Chandler, Texas. For those of you who don't know uh, the Methodist Church or don't know UM Army, what UM Army is, it stands for United Methodist Action Reach Out Mission by Youth, where I think they came up with the acronym and then made everything fit afterwards. It's basically a week-long mission trip where we take groups of high school students to different areas across Texas and work with the neediest in our community, work with the poor in our community and those who need assistance. So it involves a lot of uh, yard work, some building decks, building wheelchair ramps. That's kind of what it's known for as kids go and try to fight on who can build the longest wheelchair ramp. Um, I think it was Scott Forbes' group this week, and none of y'all were in Scott's group, but that's okay. These are some of our wonderful seniors that shared their testimonies about how God was moving in their lives this week, and so we just wanted to come and share with y'all about the Lord moving in the lives of our youth. So I'm going to have y'all introduce yourselves, and then I'll kind of lead it from there. Okay, hi, I'm Sadea McDavid. Um, I'm a senior. Hi, I'm Megan Russell. I am also a senior. And I'm Parker Ryan. I'm also a senior. All right, so uh, Sadea, you talked about this week at Share Night about how the Lord really answered some prayers, so why don't you talk about that for a bit? Okay, so like I just said, I'm a senior, and the past, I guess, three or four years have been extremely difficult um, on me from like an academic perspective. So the first high school I was at, my feelings were completely and totally invalidated. Um, Mental health problems were not seen as like legitimate and I was like, I felt completely unsupported. Um, So then I transferred to my second high school. Oh, just kidding, wait. So the, sorry, bear with me. Okay, so the first high school I was at, um, freshman year I got diagnosed with situational anxiety and mild depression and I had never yet like experienced that before going to that first high school so then um, I leave the first high school and I'm very unsure where I'm going next the school I'm zoned to is like not a good environment and I just thought I would be extremely unhappy there so I applied to Bel Air on a hardship transfer because I have a 504 accommodation for my anxiety Um, And actually, I only got in because the assistant principal who I was talking to, her daughter was in middle school with me, and apparently, like, I was nice to her one time, and she remembered. Um, And um, also, the basketball coach from my middle school ended up transferring to Bel Air as well and said, hey, talk to these specific people. And at the time, our principal was no longer accepting um, hardship transfers. And like, I really almost missed the cutoff, but that assistant principal advocated for me and I was able to get in on the first day of school. So um, that whole summer, I was just really, really praying about it. I 
knew that if I was gonna have to go to my zoned high school, I was gonna like be depressed and everything. Um, but by the grace of God, I got in and it's just been uphill from there. I had a very strong support system. Um, my anxiety and my mental health were taken seriously. All my emotions were validated and I felt valued by my teachers, um, not just academically, but just as like a whole person. Um, so then that's junior year, right? And then the summer before senior year, I am just having panic attacks and just extremely depressed and anxious the entire day because my GPA from my first high school was so, so poor. I was having to do like damage control the last two years. So I am looking at these colleges that I have never planned on going to before because I just feel like I have to settle. Like it's just the ones I wanna go to are not in my reach. So I'm having these anxiety attacks and I'm extremely anxious because I legitimately think I'm not going to get into college or I'm going to have to go somewhere that I, you know, I'm going to have to settle and I'm just going to be depressed and see my friends move on without me. Um, but I applied with the GPA that I had um, at the start of senior year and I applied to six schools. I got into four out of six schools. And, um, I know, right? Okay. Um, so I got into four out of six schools, and I just, this whole year has been extremely high stakes for me. I mean, taking four AP classes online in the middle of a pandemic is kind of unheard of. So I was like, well, you know, I didn't think I could do it, but I had to raise my GPA. And, you know, like, thankfully, I was able to do it and be successful. But this entire year, I was extremely, extremely stressed because I'm seeing everybody get into like A&M or UT Austin, and I just feel like my dreams and desires are passing me up. And I was having a really hard time um, rewriting my, my plan for my life, right? But we know when we get too comfortable or we're like completely doubtful and like lacking faith, God's like, hey, I'm gonna wreck your plan and change it up. So that's exactly what he did. And um, all of the schools that I got into, I didn't even have the GPA for, but I applied anyways. And they consistently accept the same GPA. And I know I had absolutely nothing to do with that. Like that was all God. Um, and so when we get to UM Army, some of the songs that were playing that really brought me through junior and senior year started playing after one of Jeremy's sermons. And I did request them, so I kind of did it to myself. But um, they started playing, and I just, like the whole, like I guess first two days, I felt nothing for everything. I just felt numb and like desensitized to everything, you know? I was not pumped for UM Army. Not that I didn't think I'd have a good experience, but I just was so burnt out. I was feeling nothing. And so after that sermon, I went into the like sacred, prayer tent and I was listening to the words of that song and just like remembering how anxious and depressed I was and how I'm at the end of that like God brought me through it and I had the realization that I was preparing for the depression that God had not planned for me and like now I'm here I'm happy I'm extremely satisfied with the changes God has made in my life and the people that I have met on the way. And um, 
I'm so glad that I had that realization at UM Army with all of those people. So that's how I've seen God this week. Thanks again for joining us for today's message. We will return to the sermon in a moment, but first, we would like to ask for you to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. We believe God is doing some amazing things here at KUMC, and your feedback helps our church to reach new listeners that we wouldn't otherwise be able to reach. Now, let's get back to the work. And Megan, you talked about how you felt like you had a number of God moments this past week. So would you mind sharing just a few of those that you had? Yeah, so um, something I've struggled with for a long time is just like doubt. And so Sunday night I'm going in and um, Jeremy was talking about how sometimes we may feel like meaningless even though we're created in love and so therefore we do have meaning. And at the end of his sermon he asks us like, do you feel meaningless? Do you, do you feel like you have meaning? And immediately I was like, of course I feel like I have meaning. And then I was thinking about it more as I was falling asleep and I was like thinking about the way I do think and I was realized I was just kind of like dancing around this idea because that's like a very scary word. And so I was thinking about it all day Monday and then eventually I decided I'm gonna like buy a journal when I get home. I'm gonna start like writing my feelings out and so that way I don't get like trapped in my mind. Then Tuesday morning comes, and Sadea over here gives a Devo, and she starts talking about mental health journaling and says, that is great, do it if you're able, but really the only way you can find true healing is through God. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> and so I was thinking about that all day, and that night I was just in this doubt. I was like, I know that this is God talking to me, but what if, was, the main one was, what if I'm just in a very spiritual environment and so therefore I'm like clinging to anything and considering it to be a sign from God. And so I'm talking to some of the summer interns about it and then we eventually get on another topic of conversation. I eventually go over to prayer with Jeremy and such an amazing prayer, like so, like so impactful. I don't have time to get into it. Um, but like I could, it was the first time I like physically like felt God inside of me I guess he really is like, to get to Megan, like, I need to be, like, straightforward because she's not going to get it. <laughs> and so I, like, I still don't know the words to describe it other than just full. I felt very full. And after the prayer, my heart started beating really fast, and I thought it was, like, a normal thing. I thought I was, like, Holy Spirit, going through my veins. Like, this is really cool. Um, and I, like, I told Jeremy just because I felt like I had to, and apparently that is not normal. That is not good. Um, and he's like, okay, I'm going to pray over you again. He's like, and he says, like, Holy Spirit, I re repent any attacks on Megan. I was like, oh, you what? <laughs> and so, but halfway through the prayer, I just, like, suddenly I felt like my heart, like, it slowed down so much. My chest was, like, the tension in my chest was gone. I started breathing normally, and it was just so insane. Um, and then we just keep going throughout the week. I keep having these moments. Um... If two years ago, I'm watching the clock up there. <laughs> two years ago, I was at UM Army and I had just quit basketball, which was huge for me. Basketball was a huge part of my identity for 11 years. Um, but I just felt this calling from God, like it's time to quit. Um, and that was my like, very difficult decision, but my first huge like step in faith, like I just placed my trust in him. Um, but I felt really good after I made the decision 
and then first week of summer comes, and I see my basketball shoes on the stairs to be taken upstairs, um, and I just, like, get overwhelmed with, like, anxiety, and, like, I just made a horrible decision. I shouldn't have done that. Why did I do that? God, why did you tell me to do that? And so I met you, Marmy, and I'm just writing out these feelings, and then I'm writing out how I saw, like, I felt God bring peace to me throughout that week, and I had it on a little note card that I found in my Bible on Thursday night this past week. Um, I wanted to share it during share night my sophomore year when I wrote it, but I was just really nervous, and I wanted to see how things played out. Um, and so I found it again Thursday night, and I saw how much I was writing about, like, peace and the peace of God. And I, like, on Wednesday night, we had a prayer walk. We had, like, all these stations. And the entire time, I just heard, like, be in peace, peace be with you. And so I'm reading this note card where I'm, like, writing about God's peace and how I felt it. And it just, like, it felt like everything came very full circle because we were in the same town that we were in this week two years ago when I wrote that. And then I was thinking about it further um, on Friday. Um, my team had shower duty. We had to clean up the showers, which was not fun. But we were, so we had to stay in the gym for a little bit after we were done showering, waiting for all the other teams. And I was playing basketball, actually. And I was just thinking about it more. And I realized that the Saturday before I left for camp, I've had this basketball hoop sitting in my driveway forever. I think I got it when I was eight. Um, and we never got rid of it after I quit basketball because I just wasn't ready to let go. But on Saturday, my dad said, like, are you okay if I like put this up for sale while you're gone at camp? I was like, yeah, like, it's fine. I haven't used it in two years. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Um, and then I was like, oh, wow. Like, everything just felt very full circle. I like, um, just like answered prayers from years ago, like coming back. And it was just really cool how I went from these small moments of God um, to like, praying to have clarity and discernment to hear what he was saying to like these huge moments that I will never forget. And then Parker, yours is a, a little different because you saw God on the work site, is that correct? So they don't know Foster, so if you wouldn't mind sharing a bit of what that was like for you this week. Nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Okay, so um, on my work site, uh, there was a kid named Foster who was 11 years old who had something slightly like wrong with him and like his brain, um, either autism or something. And um, he was very uh, pestering, you would say, on the work site. While we're working, he would constantly say like, can I screw, can I screw, or can I saw, can I saw, just trying to help and be a kid, but also, um, he would just keep saying that in the midst of our work in a hot day, and sometimes it was very aggravating. So after my first day on the work site, which was a very long day, I hadn't been back at UM Army for two years, I didn't realize how long that would actually be, um, I just prayed for patience. Patience for me, my team, my work team adult, patience with Foster, because I knew we could make a difference in this kid's life this week. Um, so as the week went on, uh, we continued to have patience with Foster, and I just saw God open up my heart and my team's heart for Foster. Um, um, every single day after that, Foster started to participate in our lunchtime devotionals and started to open up his heart towards us. Um, he had shared to us that when he was three, 
he had lost his father um, in a car accident, which made it, his life extremely hard. Also, his mother's life extremely hard with, this, with a single mother. And then um, he just continually got more comfortable with us, and I just saw God working through us um, and him as we grew that relationship over the week. So as our, our week went on, um, we just got closer and closer and closer until the last day um, I was not going to go to the work site. Like, I woke up feeling awful. As you can hear, my sinuses are bad still, but I had a cold, and I just, like, felt awful. I stayed in my bed through morning watch, which was, like, our morning devotional, and, like, through breakfast, I didn't eat, and I was just not going to go. But um, the last day, I just felt God, like, trying to pull me out of bed. Multiple people just came up to me. It's like, I think you should go. So I pulled myself out of bed, feeling awful. I got there at the site, and I sat in a chair for three hours. <laughs> But as we're wrapping up at lunchtime, we're having our devotional, um, ending our work week, and Foster says to all of us, I'm going to miss you guys, because we created that relationship through God with him over this week, and we were able to hear his story while he heard ours, and we were able to create a tight relationship through God, and I feel like that's like the, the purpose of all this. We, we go out one week or two weeks of summer, we pour our hearts into our clients, and we see their lives changed along with ours. So like, that's kind of my story is seeing how like, we were able to pour into him and him open up to us and just create a, like, a lasting memory in his brain showing how God's love can really like, change someone's life. So real quick, one last question. Would you recommend UM Army to all these wonderful people? Okay, yes, I definitely recommend UM Army. I wasn't involved with any like anything in the youth ministry until Nancy Pinkerton, who's very intimidating, <laughs> told me I had to go. So Nancy or Jim, if you're hearing this, sorry, I love you. Thank you for changing my life and making me go to UM Army. Um, yes, 1,000%, I would recommend UM Army. You hear all these stories about like being out in the hot sun on the work site. You don't have to be on the work site. Like, you can be like in the AC all day, and you can still be at, yeah, like him. Yeah. <laughs> you can still be in the AC all day, still be at UM Army, still have these awesome experiences. So yes, I would recommend it. Um, yeah, 100% recommend it, although it sometimes gets hard, tough, no sleep, sleeping on an air mattress day in, day out, uh, tired, uh, the way that God moves all of us in that week, seeing people start to finish, their lives change, seeing new friends grow. Uh, it's just amazing the relationship you make over the week, and I recommend it for everybody. All right, would y'all give these students a round of applause for coming and sharing with us? So, Jeremy, the uh, sort of youthful-looking associate pastor of Kingwood United Methodist Church. Not just youthful-looking, actually youthful. Actually youthful. Right. That's, you're, you're, that's good. I like that because you're going to help make my point for me. Um, raise your hand if you were able to stay inside in the air conditioning pretty much 99.5% of the week. Raise your hand if you went out on the work site Every day in the heat. <laughs> so to the three of you, what I want to say is thank you. And what I want to share with the larger congregation is what you heard in the witness of a couple of your adults was what I want this congregation to hear. 
You help change not just the lives of the clients that you go to meet. You enliven the faith of us folks who are a little bit older than you. Some a lot older than you. (laughs) And you make a difference in our lives. You thought you were going to go build ramps. And you did. But thank you for sharing how God's moving in your heart. And the dream that we have as a church for you and all those who went with you is that intimate experience that you had with Christ as you learned you were created by God, redeemed by God, that nothing can separate you from God, that that'll stick with you the whole time. We love you guys. We're so incredibly proud of who you three are and what you represent in the youth of our world. Let's pray together. God, we are so amazingly grateful. I know that as we danced through the scriptures this week, we we heard uh, parts of Isaiah, and I'm just thinking of Isaiah chapter 43, where you mind us that we'll go through the fire, but we won't feel the, the stench and the, and the pain. We'll come through the waters, but we won't be overcome. And that's all because you're a God who's with us. So thank you for today and for Megan and for Parker and for what they represent in the life of youth whose lives are changed. Thank you for... Um, Clients that help challenge us and help us to grow in our conversation and be more open about who Christ is. And above all, thank you for that love of Christ that will not let us go. This we pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all of God's people said, 